Welcome back to Beyond the Subs, presented by Leaf Labs. I'm your host, Jacob Fishback. For those of you unfamiliar with Leaf Labs, we are a leading contract manufacturer of dietary supplements based out of Valencia, California. We created Beyond the Subs to give you a behind-the-scenes look at what goes on in the world of dietary supplements, from entrepreneurship, starting a brand from scratch, the changing landscape of dietary supplements, and tips on living a healthy lifestyle. If you're looking to get the full scoop without the fillers on all things dietary supplements, be sure to keep up with us on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, and give us a follow on Instagram, at Leaf Labs. All right, welcome back to Beyond the Sups. Today we have a special episode. Uh, today we have our CEO with us, Adele Villalobos, here at Leaf Labs. Today we're going to be talking about something that we feel isn't getting enough of a spotlight or circulation kind of going on in the industry right now. So this is going to be a run through of like a Q&A around the Dietary Supplement Listing Act of 2022. So again, there's been a few articles on this. I really haven't, you know, the fact that a lot of our partners haven't really heard of this, though, is like what is kind of concerning to us. So Adele and I wanted to take a little bit of time to run through, you know, what this is, what it means for our industry and give you guys an overall overview of what is going on with the Dietary Supplement Listing Act of 2022. So that being said, we have the perfect spokesperson to, to talk about this and navigate it. So Adele, thank you for being here today. So first and foremost, let's kick it off on what is the Dietary Supplement Listing Act of 2022. Thank you, Jacob. And I don't know if I'm the perfect one, but uh, certainly passionate enough about the industry to make sure that we are informed and uh, we take action because what I'm about to to uh, to explain is uh, is a threat to our industry, and many of us are not aware. And uh, I'm really happy that uh, Jacob does have a platform uh, with Beyond the Subs, and I'm hoping you're watching and paying attention to what I'm about to say. The Dietary Supplement Listing Act of 2022. It will be a new law that requires all brands, all products in the industry, to submit their labels for approval by the FDA before they can go to market. And the problem with something like that is that we already, the problem is that it's intended to protect consumers from supposedly unsafe products. I'd like to believe that the elected officials that brought this forward um, really have are well-intentioned uh, and maybe misinformed. And it is our job and our duties to make sure that uh, they are informed or uh, other elected officials are aware that it's not as as explained and as I've seen. They use illegal uh, companies uh, for putting out illegal products to shed light on our industry and uh, our industry, at least we feel at Leaf Labs and companies, I mean, industry uh, sectors or uh, trade groups like Natural Products Association, American Herbal Products Association and uh, CRN, we uh, know that uh, that's unacceptable products and the laws exist to remove those products from the market. The FDA and the law has jurisdiction. Adding Dietary Supplement Listing Act doesn't do anything to preclude that. In fact, it adds burdens uh, to, to companies that are already uh, following the law, that are already doing the right thing. And it doesn't tell you how much time the FDA is required to review a label. So this could create lead times or timeframes to launch products. And our industry is uh, 50, more than 50% of our industry is small businesses. These are burdens that are not necessary because they don't solve the issue of FDA going after illegal products. 
that should not be on the market. There is no question that the FDA has that jurisdiction. So it's important that, that we know that. The issue uh, that uh, this what started as a Dietary Supplement Listing Act has turned into quite the, uh, the snowball. Uh, it didn't get the support needed at uh, the Senate level. And what's happened very recently, as of a week ago, they've added this bill and tacked it on to a much larger bill. And that's when it gets uh, very detrimental for our industry. And that is an egregious attack on the industry that already has, again, a very good track record of safety. What this now does, it was tacked on to something called the Food Drug Association uh, Safety and Landmark uh, Advancement Act. This bill is meant to add user fees to drug companies and a user fee, the user fee, um, the user fee uh, act exists today to have drug companies pay into uh, the FDA's uh, you know, budget so that the FDA would have the resources to help drug companies launch products faster. So that user fee has a benefit to these drug companies because they need to get to market fast and the FDA needs that those resources. The dietary supplement industry has just been added to that world. It didn't exist before. The user fee uh, Acknowledgement uh, Act was not for dietary supplements. Uh, we are not drug companies. We're not allowed to make drug cl claims. We never, uh, we don't claim to to mitigate disease or cure disease. So this is an egregious attack on the industry and to all companies in the industry, we need to act. Uh, again, I mentioned uh, for an industry that's greater than 50% small businesses, this has never, a, a bill like this has never been passed uh, in, in an industry that has this many small businesses because it's very burdensome and it's not meant to, to benefit us, nor is it meant to provide FDA any additional resources to help manage our industry. So uh, if, uh, if, I'm, if I can be very clear, the drugs, the, the, the Dietary Supplement Listing Act is now part of a much greater bill and many of us are not aware this is happening. If this bill passes, all companies in our industry will, will, in essence, be taxed to be able to exist. Uh, it's unprecedented, never been done. And remember, this was done to keep consumers safe from products that are not dietary supplements. Those are illegal products masquerading as dietary supplements. The regulations already has provisions in there to protect consumers against that. So now uh, it is an egregious attack and we need to act uh, it would be it, it would be too late if this bill passes. So there are, and I know Jacob, you'll mention of where you can go to act now and do not wait. This is happening as we speak. Any given day, you know, Congress, uh, nobody's paying attention when Senate is meeting and uh, you know passing these votes, taking it to the the assembly and getting it passed, and this becomes law. Most of our companies are busy running our in our industry. Most companies in our industry are busy running their companies. We don't have time to, to be looking at this. And I'm here to tell you, you must act. The, the, our industry has not been under attack like it is today. And again, I'd like to think that it's well-intentioned. Uh, my goal and what I'm gonna do is talk to, to local state senators and let them know that this bill may sound good, uh, but it does not uh, protect consumers uh, from products that shouldn't be on the market anyways. 
and I'm not talking about dietary supplements. I'm talking about products that go out masquerading as dietary supplements. Laws exist to protect consumers from that today. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's tons of other organizations that kind of help aid in like the process to kind of go along with like our GMPs, especially when you look at products that have like a BSCG certification, an NSF infor- or uh, an NSF certification or an informed choice certification as well. So, I mean, there is plenty that gets done on a day-to-day basis, especially with our requirements just to operate a business, to be an FDA registered facility, to be a CGMP certified facility through the NSF organization. But then, you know, Adele is also very close with the MPA as well. Yeah. So, and Jacob, our- you're right. Uh, uh, this is this is the portion where our industry takes it even above the regulations. And I, I wanted to just say it one more time. And I'm speaking to companies in the industry. We are a highly regulated industry, and the regulations uh, do an incredible job of protecting consumers because our industry does have a very long-standing safety track record. That that is truth. Um, so Jacob is right when we talk about the NSF certification, the Informed Choice, and the Banned Substance Control Group. This is our industry taking those regulations and going even a, a, a step further. And that's a testament to a, an industry that was, you know, uh, you know, not, I mean, and still in my memories, um, did not have regulations in place. This is prior to 1994. 94, you know, DSHEA, Dietary Supplement, Health and Education Act, um, you know, came into play and gave the FDA jurisdiction to regulate us. And uh, the regulations were eventually, uh, you know, became law and became uh, an area that the FDA continually audits against. So we took that further. It's been a couple of years and our industry has matured to the level that Jacob's talking about with these organizations ensuring that we go even above the GMPs. And, and so I just kind of want to ask a quick question just to kind of, you know, tack on top of that. Um, now for existing products that are already out there and say a brand has been selling the same formula, same product for years, would they then have to go back and and submit that product to be able to continue to sell? Great question. Uh, As written, you run the risk that uh, your product at some point can be considered uh, uh, an illegal product. So there there will be burdens and there's cost to businesses. And in in, in a perfect world, the elected officials, you know, they have a job to do and we understand that and we we respect that. And businesses, it's a collaborative effort to ensure that that the right regulations are in place to protect consumers. That's very important. But overburden some regulations that sound well-intended add more cost to companies and create an environment where you can't, you can no longer uh, participate in an industry. And, that, and then the cost eventually goes up, gets passed on to the consumer. And now when you have, you know, you know 95% of the adult population and 98% of the teen population who's deficient in vitamins like uh, like vitamin D, uh, then there's an issue when costs are skyrocketed because you put regulations on top of regulations on top of regulations. Sound well intended. Uh, what we've been saying for some time, yes, support. let's support the FDA. Make sure that they do their job because the regulations exist. Yeah, and I think one of especially for brands that continue to be innovative and launch new products. And when you look at like the life cycle of a brand or a product and what you have to do just for relevancy alone in the industry, how it's going to disrupt that entire timeline because you 
you don't know. Like if you got to think about how many brands, how many products are out there. So when I go to submit my label to the FDA, we could be talking a month, two months, three months, you know, who, who knows how long. And then you got to tack on a manufacturing lead time on top of that. So I also want to give a little bit of context on like what that would do to us in regards to, because there was some other information that the manufacturer would have to help the brand submit in regards to, I think it was like ingredient specifications and a few other things. So I just want to provide some clarity there too. Yeah. Well, what happens is, uh, you know, a bill gets passed. It sounds good. It's well-intentioned and devil's in the details. And uh, many times the details aren't clear. And when you have other elected officials that are not fully versed in an industry, and and you guys know this, we've been visited by by U.S. senators, we've yep. been visited by by congressmen, by assembly members, we've been visited by state officials, and when uh, a new regulation like this or a new bill is is, is put in place, uh, many people that many elected officials that vote for it may not even understand the details, and. What what uh, what we do as an organization, we open up our doors to elected officials and we've had U.S. congressmen visit our facility, not one, not two, uh, you know, three U.S. congressmen. We've had local, uh, you know, uh, officials, we've had state officials, and we want them to understand our industry. It's very important. So when a bill like this comes into play, they realize that uh, they can tell we're highly regulated. And so your question was, what can it do to uh, to getting the product to market, and your very first comment was innovation. It can be very stifling for innovation, and what happens today? There are regulations that that do uh, inform and provide guidance on how you inform a consumer about the ingredients that are in their product. But there is some levels of proprietary um, opportunities for companies th that are innovative to be able to keep for themselves. You know, Coke doesn't disclose their their um, ingredient listing uh, for their flavors, there is protections because elected officials understand that through innovation, you improve and consumers have access to better and better health products. The issues now, if you now have a, a, a listing act that becomes public domain and the, the details do not protect against that, then now you are no longer protected. So now you have to decide whether you innovate and disclose all your information that makes it public. Additionally, uh, you know, we also, the, the, the Bioterrorism Act is meant to keep certain informations away from potential threats to our food supply. Uh, as, as written today, this, this deteriorates that protection and creates threats to our food supply because the details do not provide a, a level of assurance that information will not be fully dispelled to the public. So when I say bioterrorism, is we are all registered with the FDA, yep. but the FDA keeps that information uh, private because we do not want to give this kind of information, make it public, as where where all of the food manufacturers exist and where they are. Uh, this doesn't protect against that. So as written today, this act should stop because it does create, it thinks it's protecting consumers on one end, but it's creating risk on the other. But innovation is critical. Uh, we don't feel that this listing act is necessary, especially if today uh, the NIA government organization already keeps a database of the labels that are out there. The FDA has the ability and knows where every manufacturing facility, it can collect, collect labels on every brand and every product that's out on the market. That 
they have that jurisdiction, making it mandatory for this listing to create a new database. It's regulation on top of regulation. And that's that creates a lot of unintended risk for the industry and makes it difficult for consumers to continually benefit for from health products that are meant to supplement their diets. So a lot of stuff to digest there. Uh, we're going to do the best that we can to keep you guys updated, keep you informed as to what continues to happen as as this progresses. Uh, we're also going to provide a hyperlink for you guys to go to the NPA organization. Uh, Sydney's going to add that to our video in regards to what you guys can do to help, you know, make sure that this, you know, doesn't doesn't continue to progress. Yes. So it's called the FDA Safety and Landmark Advancement Act. Make sure you do what you can to contact your U.S. Senator. The link that uh, we will provide will get you to the Natural Products Association, which will help you identify who is your state senator that you need to know that this bill cannot pass. It's a detriment to the industry and it's a detriment to the end consumer that relies on our ability to deliver cost-effective health beneficial products. And if anybody has any questions or comments, drop it on this video. We'll do the best that we can to get back to those and answer those questions. Thank you guys for listening to this video. Please make sure that you, you visit the hyperlink that Sydney's gonna add to this video. And we'll see you next time here on Beyond the Subs. Adele, thank you for joining us today and thank you for the information. Thank you, Jacob. For more inside scoop without the fillers on the dietary supplement industry, Make sure to subscribe to Beyond the Sups on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Spread the word, tell a friend, family member, or workout buddy about this podcast. Be sure to catch us back here next time. Take care.